0: When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with MyBookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to MyBookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at MyBookie, and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem, so all of your friends can join the party at MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, the Rams have pushed all in on 2021 trading for Von Miller. A terrible blow for Derrick Henry and the Titans. Also, Notorious J.A.Y. joins me to discuss the Radio Hall of Fame, Megan V. Stallion's Popeyes endorsement, and the sheer idiocy of Danny Smith. All that, plus they're building a student prison at my alma mater. Your 40-minute Uncensored Zave Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to Jay tonight, a couple of electronic mail responses. You can always send them to me via zabe at yahoo.com. This one uh, will begin with this. Hold on a second. Where did it go? Stand by. Had it two seconds ago. Sort by starred. There we go. Jason Hoosman writes to say, Dan Patrick, Zabe, I love you, but you went a little over the top on Dan Patrick. P.S. He was also the host of the Dan Patrick Show on ESPN Radio from 99 to 2007. You need to check your facts a bit better. Thanks, Jason. I got another email about this, and they're like, jealous much? And I'm like, no, I'm envious. That's the difference. Jealous means you're afraid somebody's going to take something you have. Envious means you wish you had what somebody else did. I was probably a little bit over the top. Again, I I think Dan's show is really good. I love the Danettes, the visuals of the set and the big barn they're in and the guy cave that is fucking great. The setups they have on Radio Row at the Super Bowl, the guests they get in, it's fantastic. I'm just very provincial about radio. I feel like radio as a medium gets shit on. I believe that we are disrespected. I believe that people come blowing in to do sports radio. I've seen it time and time again the the business side of it, they'll put anyone on the radio because, oh, it's just it's a microphone. You how not talk, right? Yeah. Well, just talk into the microphone about things you know. Boom, radio. No, not boom, radio. Anyway, I've got a list of criteria that I, if I was running the Radio Hall of Fame, would say you have to have done this check, this check, this check, this check. Otherwise, you're not truly in the Radio Hall of Fame. You may be in a different Hall of Fame you may be very good, but it's not true radio. This one from Matt Brewer, Alimony Agreement. What? Steed. Since you had your farewell to the whiffed Skin whiffed Skins last week and have assumed full Packer fan status, congrats on, congrats on being their new flagship station in 2022, by the way. Thank you very much. I had nothing to do with it, but I'm looking forward to the arrangement. I feel, says Matt, it's only fair to address the separation agreement with your old team. Oh, I didn't know there'd be lawyers. To preface, I am not one of the bitchy subscribers demanding more for my mere $5 a month. I think the content is great. Keep doing everything you are currently doing. I just want to address the recent change. As a divorced and happily remarried man myself, I want to point out that there is a cost to leaving a dysfunctional relationship. Oh, the cost is worth it, I assure you, since you are moving from a destitute franchise with little hope of a future under Dan Snyder and moving to the prosperous and odorless frozen tundra of Green Bay, Wisconsin. You, sir, would be the party expected to pay that price. What I propose is that for the remainder of the Rogers era, you commit to a very brief, three-to-five-minute immediate post-game reaction to append to the end of the the in-the-can-and-ready-for-delivery podcast when the Packers play the Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night primetime games. This is your alimony. That way we get a fresh take from the game to enjoy with our morning coffee. Oh, I know I'll get it on 97.3, the game in the morning, but I would love to hear your unfiltered, uncensored comments right after the final gun. I do not understand what effort it would take to do this, so I will happily accept a fuck-off or a Judge Smalesian, you'll get nothing and like it, as a valid response. Thanks, Matt Brewer. Hey, you know what? This could be done. This could be done, and I'm thinking this might actually be fair. This might be a way to keep my karma shiny. I could do that. I probably should do it. In fact, I'm going to do it, Matt. Thank you for holding me accountable. Yes, five minutes, immediate react. I'll stay up late. I'll smash it right into a spot of the podcast, and then away we go. So there you go. Bing, bang, boom. Boom. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. This one from Bart Smith, he writes, Zabe, or excuse me, hey, Steed, I know this is an off-sports topic, but with football season in full effect, it's not likely going to be a filler topic anytime soon, but I'll ax you anyway, he says. I'm in the market for a new computer soon. Ooh, okay, now we're talking. I've been a Mac guy at work and at home for many moons now, but it's getting close to time for me to update my computers. Anyway, I'll try to long story short it here. One, I'm in less need of Macintosh equipment to do what I need to do for work and home life. That could always swing back, though, but it hasn't in the last few years. So, number two, I'm not nearly the Mac believer in value versus price as I used to be. There was a time when I would scoff at PCs but I'm seeing less separation between the two. In my humble opinion, this is not as much of that PCs have gotten significantly better, but that Macs have come back to the pack. The Mac Mini I bought to be essentially an internet browser runs so slowly, despite running only heavy-hitting apps, heavy apps simultaneously, like iMessage, Chrome, Mail, and Calendar. That's a joke, by the way. Those are not heavy-hitting apps. I can pay way less and get irritating performance like that from a PC. Well, don't blame, you know, I I don't know what's going on with your Mac Mini. There's no reason if you root it out, you clean it down to the guts, that it shouldn't run as nimbly as it should for that light of usage. But whatever. I like Macs better than PCs for all the reasons that one likes Macs over PCs, but I like BMWs better than Fords, but I drive more Fords than BMWs. Is there any good reason for me to stick with Macs? Anywho, Hoot, I'll be listening to the podcast whether you're talking about this or anything else. But if this topic is on the back burner and moves forward to front burner status, I'd be interested. Have a good one, Bart. Oh, Bart, my friend. I am not anti-Windows per se or anti-PC per se. It's just Windows lost me once they got past XP or maybe Windows 7 was the last OS that I really was able to jibe with. Uh... Whenever they went to the Windows that had the two different ways and the tiles on the back and the flip it around, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, you have so... Whenever they got rid of the start button, that's what it was. When they got rid of the start button, that's when when Mac, or that's when Windows lost me because I had Windows machines. I was not anti-Mac, but I was fine on Windows. I did all my stuff, including creative stuff. Video editing, audio editing, you name it. But I would never go back at this point. Uh, Because I don't want to relearn another language again. I don't want to relearn where shit is in the guts and the operating system and the settings and everything else for PCs. I just don't want to do it. I know the Mac ecosystem too well at this point. And doing stuff creatively, podcasts like this, video editing, uh, other stuff, eh, I'm too invested now. I'm too neck deep in the Mac ecosystem. I don't disagree that some of their products have been shit. They finally figured out, hey, people want ports in their goddamn laptops. So the new Mac Pro 14-inch has actual ports in it, which is nice. It's got the MagSafe connector to charge with, which is a double-edged sword because I have right here a M1 Mac Air laptop, 13-inch. It is a wafer thin. It is extremely light. No, it does not have anything other than two small USB-C ports. But I've come to accept life with a dongle. That if I have to have HDMI out, I've got a dongle for that. Same thing for Ethernet. i got one dongle that has HDMI, Ethernet plug, uh, several USB-A ports, and it's always in my backpack. I've come to accept that's just how I'm going to roll. I'm fine with this I the, the great thing about this Mac air uh, MacBook air 13 inch not just how light it is for having on your lap or around the house or using it wherever or on an airplane where you don't have a lot of room to unfold your computer is the fact that it charges using a very small brick that you can get you can get any brick that's got at least I think 65 watts. Uh, A small little wall socket brick with just a, you can have a very long USB-C cord, like a 10-foot cord. It's very minimal. I hate the clunkiness and the extra, you know, kludginess of a proper charging brick for the larger laptops. The other bonus is, because this is so efficient, the M1 MacBook laptop, it's it stays charged forever. I mean it it lasts forever. It's great. So I'm very happy with it. I'm getting used to the smaller screen real estate, but I think for the price, it's as elegant and as good a machine as you can get. And I briefly thought about maybe I get a you know 14-inch MacBook Pro M1 with the ports. And then I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna get it for the ports. No thanks. And then it has the charger, which is larger. I don't know. A lot of good computers you can get. A lot of good PCs. I once built a PC out of components. I used to go to Micro Center all the time in Rockville across from where I used to work at 980. And I loved it. And I ordered a power PC, custom spec'd out with just the graphics card I wanted and everything else. Ran Windows. Perfectly happy. I'm not anti-PC. I'm not anti-PC. Windows, They just lost me along the way. So what are you going to do? There's my answer. Are oh, we going to get to the sports? Yes, we're going to get to them right now. Zabin, I am so sorry. Oh, stop it already. I I had (laughs) the worst clock management
1: this side of Of insert NFL NFL coach here. Yeah,
0: they're really bitching about Zimmer up in Minnesota. I guess he botched something basic in the game. I wasn't fully locked into the football game. Believe it or not, Jay, I was really enjoying the baseball game. There are still some of us left, and I'm sure you're the same. That I will really focus until, on the World Series. I watched
1: until the seventh inning, and then I had to get up early. You couldn't do it. Yeah,
0: I couldn't stay up until 12 15 on a Sunday night. No. Shocker. No,
1: sorry. Yeah.
0: No. All right, everybody. Notorious J.A.Y. is in the house. Got to wait for the break here. I know. It's, it's mandatory. I'm Shush! I'm listening, Zayn. All right, there, there you we go. go. I botched the words and everything else. Let me come F, out of the game. F Carol. F Carol. F there Carol. Right, not Karen. <laughs> we we Carole. missed. Yeah, Carol. Yeah, we missed that. Yeah. Messed that up last week. FTG so. on me. FTG <laughs> on me for that. Let me come out firing here. Let me come out hot on this Dan Patrick thing. I I, I made a man oh. culpa before you came on saying, I read a couple emails and they're like, you're kind of harsh, you sound jealous. And I go, no, I'm envious. No. I no. said, I'm envious, not jealous. No. Jealous means you're worried about somebody taking something away from you, not that you just wish you had what they had. So I, I also owe Dan Patrick a huge part of my career because he had to leave Bob and Brian as their regular sports guy because he got so big at ESPN, they said, you know what, we don't want you doing that. So to Dan Patrick... Tip of the Thank cap. Thank you. Thank you. And I didn't say he wasn't good at what he did. I just made the distinction of I didn't feel like he was a Radio Hall of Famer. So no. you, you asked you asked the question of what what would be your who would be in your Radio Hall of Fame? You said that now, to me in a text. You, you throw a name, I'll throw a name. Before I started throwing names, I actually went one step further or maybe one step sideways. I put a list of qualifications to Ooh. be in my Radio Hall of Fame. Okay, you All ready? Right. I, okay, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, get your ding already. I don't have the ding sound bite here, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll just ding I'll it. Play, I'll play the ding. <laughs> okay, one. You must have worked in a local market at a standalone radio station at some point in your career. Ding, yes. Ding, yes. You must have been fired once to be eligible for the Radio Hall of Fame. Ding. You must have been suspended for something you said to make the Radio Hall of Fame. Are these all qualifications that Steve Zabin has? Dang. <laughs> Why? Maybe. <laughs> dang. Yes, dang. You, But it's not just me that has these qualifications. You must it's- have hosted your own show with no other voices supporting you at some point in your career. Dang. You've got to be solo. Yes, you can't have
1: five other guys, and that's why I can't put Dan Patrick right. in. By the way, Dan Patrick, one of the nicest guys I ever met, who was big. He came to our station for a week. He was so nice. With that being said, exactly. the guy who was his, the
0: guy who is his producer, a uh, dick bag. Oh, Andrew Andrew per- Perloff. I don't know is who's that. His name? Pro- well, what? I don't know who who of the Danettes is the producer. There's four guys.
1: Well, the one guy who talks all the time and oh, they he all was talk a all the time. dick bag. Okay. Well, I
0: don't. Yeah, <laughs> okay. sorry. And then, uh, and then two more uh, qualifications to make the radio Hall of Fame: you had to have been paid for radio for over twenty five years, maybe not continuously, but at least for twenty five years. Uh, Dan Patrick did start the Dan Patrick Show on ESPN, but again, it was like he was already a TV star at ESPN during the Halcyon peak of espn's cable days right in the 90s yeah. and they said but, they said in 97 oh we're we're starting radio dan do a show and then they put the full weight of the company behind him i mean shit who wouldn't want that right uh, i i would he, he would no 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 what
1: what you're saying he would not be in my radio hall of uh, like you said right. a local guy legend carries a lot of weight
0: with me and then my last one qualification to be in the radio hall of fame you have to have a copy in some drawer some box somewhere of your original f c c (laughs) license bing bang boom (laughs) motherfucker now that's a radio guy through and through it's a little okay, yellow card. Little yellow card that you have to sign. You have to pass a bunch of tests. You have to show that date? you know how. Yet yeah, dated. You have to show that you know how to launch an emergency broadcast alert or a test. Yeah, it's a whole okay, thing. Let's
1: let's let's throw five names.
0: I w- I, will I don't let know you, if I can get I'll, five names. Oh, but I can it, look at the radio Hall of Fame. Now, are we talking radio Hall of Fame or sports radio Hall of Fame?
1: I'm talking sports radio. I I I, I don't have I have zero respect for radio guys to okay. play records because you can fill time with a uh, with Devita.
0: So sure. I don't want
1: to hear that shit. That's sure. not
0: real radio. Uh, sports radio Hall of Fame uh, without a question. Tony Bruno. Boom. Damn. Beautiful. Yes. yes. Now okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: give Jody McDonald from New York. And Jersey area. Okay.
0: Jersey
1: I think, McDonald.
0: I, I think Jim Rome deserves to be because he did start Ooh. originally as a radio guy. It's not my style, but he's had a ton of success.
1: See, I'm going to say no because I will put Lee Hacks on Hamilton in.
0: Lee Hacksaw, Hamilton, Escondido, California, talk to me. Chargers front and center. What's wrong with Stan (laughs) Humphreys? I want to hear from you.
1: (laughs) That is a local radio guy and a legend. Costa Mesa,
0: chime in, Padres, what's up with Tony Gwynn? Let's go, Los Angeles. I want to hear from you. Yeah, that was uh, Lee Hacksaw, Hamilton, legend. Yes,
1: yes. Um, uh, There's. Oh, what's... Mike uh, Messanelli from
0: uh, oh, I, 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 I hear he him. is yeah. I hear he is he is a snaky one that guy but local <laughs> I, think Ange- I good think, well I think Angelo Cataldi is better Angelo Cataldi <sighs> mornings on WIP held down the spot for way longer
1: um, I'm going to have to throw this name in and I mean, don't let
0: Francesa Francesa has to be in there as blowhardy See, as he is, you know, uh, I don't not everybody, like him, but I'll, not everybody get, I like has to be there, but to meet the qualification now, has he ever been fired? I don't know. Or suspended. I don't know. But you know, these are my own <laughs> overly well, lofty criteria.
1: I'm going to stay on FAN. And the next time you talk to Andy, because to be a great radio guy, you have to be quirky as fuck. Steve Summers, who did overnights on FAN. Was was he the
0: schmoozer or the sweater? The schmoozer. The schmoozer.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) He was, and by the way, he and Jody are the reason that I chose this because they did overnights and I'd be up studying or cramming for a test and listening to Steve Summers or Jody overnight on FAN. And Steve Summers as quirky, but as good, I remember he did an interview with Daryl Strawberry, and he gave Daryl a five-minute introduction. Daryl hung the phone up. He's he did the interview anyway. Right. He said all the questions that he was going to ask Daryl. It was like it was brilliant.
0: Yeah. What about Ken,
1: Ken Be Ken Beatrice. Ken Beatrice, Beatrice. Not, absolute not be, Hall of
0: Famer. No question about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we could go down the list. By the way, I'm on the uh, Radio Hall of Fame, and I clicked on inductees. It's a fairly slick, professional-looking website, but they have no fucking clue on how to organize their information. They organize the inductees by letter of their last name. So they've got A through D, E through H, I through L. I'm like, I don't want to punch through to all these different sections. I want a list that shows year by year with the most recent year at the top, and I want it like a grid, like an Excel spreadsheet that says, "Here's the name, here's the year inducted." Quiet down, dog. You're fine. Uh, that's along with that's Myra, sorry. <laughs> and I want I want to be able to just scroll down and look at the most recent inductees and where they worked and everything else. I don't want to punch through to a bunch of letters. I need it chronologically. You know. Anyway, nobody knows uh, how to present organization, present information these days.
1: Could we start a four-man group to induct these induct these people?
0: I don't can, know and if we, we, we got
1: to have getting, we got to have a fat guy like the NFL uh, Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, getting getting into the radio Hall of Fame is really fucked up because they encourage the hosts to then have their fans sort of lobby for them to get in. I remember when this was happening. They're like, hey, well, I'm up this year, so make sure you uh, either vote or you say that I should be in. I, I don't know exactly how it works, but I've heard that before. So anyway, good for Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick built you know, this show, and he employs a lot of people, including the four Danettes, and I guess it was touch and go at one point where they were going to lose their, their Sugar Daddy sponsor, either AT&T or uh, DirecTV or I don't know where the money was coming from. And they're, they're kind of like their own independent thing, which is impressive. So I give him credit for that. But as a pure talent, I don't know. Nice guy. He doesn't have to go. He do not have to. Man, that dog is driving me crazy.
1: I don't know what she's barking at. I'm sorry. It, well, it, go it's take upstairs. your
0: phone. Go up and give her a soothing pet pet. Just go walk oh. up to her right oh. now.
1: Ben, tell her to shut
0: up. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> no, don't tell her that. Your dog just needs some loving right there. No, she doesn't. She's fucking spoiled. Sorry. Go ahead. When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do, too. Well, at MyBookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with MyBookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss to Green Bay. How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe to toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under. Don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie and sign up now using promo code Zabe to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at my bookie and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit plus it's unlimited to redeem so all of your friends can join the party at my bookie bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie you know we're driven by the search for better when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match Need to hire? You need. Indeed. Okay, let's turn to other more important things, such as the NFL news on a Monday. Derrick Henry is out with a foot injury, been placed on IR. I don't know how long he's going to be there. I don't know if it's for the year or not. I just he's woke gone up from for a the nap. year. He is? He's, he's Yes. Okay, yes. IR done for the year. Terrible blow. And then the Rams have gone, gone all in on this year, trading for Von Miller. Of the Denver Broncos with two, like, second and third round picks, potentially. They have no picks next year, I believe, is what I've read. Oh, yeah. They they have three picks for next year, I believe, is the actual number. Three total okay. picks. But oh. get a load of this. Since the Jared Goff trade, let me run you down their first round picks. Go. 2017, nobody. 18, nobody. <laughs> no 19, nobody. 20, nobody. 21 this year, nobody. They'll have nobody as a first rounder in 2022 and nobody in 2023. Are you kidding me? That's Are By the way, has that ever worked out for anyone? No. <laughs> They've traded the first four picks of next year's draft. They have their fifth round pick. And they've got their seventh round pick and they have an additional seventh from Miami. And yet they're still good. Yes. Well, they've got white rice. Well, they got him and they got a good quarterback and they got the wonder kid who can remember every play since he started coaching pop Warner, Sean McVay.
1: So those are your two biggest NFL stories. Can I, can I tell you mine? Because when I read it, Malik Harrison of the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Did you see that story? He got shot. Okay. I think
1: you might have said it before. He- he- but- head-
0: headline, Malik Harrison struck by stray bullet. Yes. And, and I'm like, stray bullet. Right. Uh, bullet's yes. going to bullet. <laughs> you know? But- <laughs> what does I that read- mean, stray bullet? <laughs> I read the story, and use your
1: ding for this one. In a nightclub. No way. After midnight. Bad
0: Bad in- things.
1: When have you heard this headline? NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB player shot while in church.
0: Exactly right. Night Never club. heard that. Yes,
1: yes. Oh, yeah. Night yeah. club in Cleveland after midnight, fight breaks out.
0: Yeah. So, i What? Why does it? What stray bullet? Does that have to be the bullet was not intended for you? I think that's what a
1: stray is. But as you said, a bullet. It's sort of it sort of goes on two short. Bullets
0: bullets gonna bullet. <laughs> you <laughs> bullet, don't know yeah. where it's going. How about right. just Malik Harrison shot in leg at nightclub after yes. midnight on a bye a week club On a yes. bye week. In Cleveland. 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 Not
1: Baltimore.
0: Yeah. That's a that's a bad one right there. In other non NFL news on a Monday, guess who's not getting any offers right now to play quarterback? Cam, Cam (laughs) Newton is apparently unemployable. How is that possible? Remember we were saying that
1: Cam, that Ben Roethlisberger looks as bad as Cam did? That's not really the case. That's how bad Cam must be.
0: I guess. He's getting no offers. Do you mean... Has Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> I'll show myself I'll show myself. I'm sorry. Tip your way
1: to veal, folks. Have, Try you,
0: have you heard someone use that before? I have not. This is the first time. Go ahead, use it. It's fun. Has, I, been. <laughs> has, has, been has Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be four and three Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, are you uh, are you impressed? Uh, are you happy with the grit? Your team is showing, despite the special teams buffoonery. Oh, okay. You know how every coach, I mean, every team has that coach
1: when you go, how was he employed? Well, the Steelers is Danny Smith, the Long special time, teams coach. Yeah, yes. I, I, I watched. Gum-chewing gum moron. He's, his big claim to fame is he likes to put 30 pieces of gum in his mouth during the game. Yes. That's his claim to fame. Yes. Not a number one uh punting <laughs> attack. Not a great, you know, his his big claim of fame, he eats a lot of gum. That lets you know how great he must have pictures of one of the Rooney kids doing something
0: with a goat. because he is a moron. But this is the thing. It's a great hook. It makes him seem like a sort of a character, and the characters stick around in the NFL. I When I saw him, I saw the play that got your kicker knocked out, stupid-ass play. Yes. Has anyone run the percentages on kicker oh. passes on fake field goals for a touchdown? Anybody? Bueller? I'm going to say less than 20%. Okay. So – it was a dumb play to call in the first place, and I assume Tomlin has to to sign off on those things. Yes. Okay. Yes. He, he, he better. Yeah, yeah. Just dumb all around, and 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 it was it was a late hit. It was helmet to helmet. It should have been a penalty, but it wasn't. Even if it was a penalty, it doesn't bring Boswell back from the dead, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so it was just dumb. Now you got to play the whole game without your kicker. Just kind of important yes. in a lot of different ways. Yes. They still won the game. So as I'm watching uh, Danny Smith. You know, chomp his gum and stomp up and down the sideline. I'm thinking, that's what smart coaches do. They get a hook. Remember Joe Avizanato, Avez- uh, uh, the, the Cowboys' special teams coach, the longtime no. guy with the weird hair. No, what did he do, Joe Avizano? I yeah. don't remember. I did. I do not remember. He just had this weird, intense look. Remember Gunther Cunningham with the yellow shooting glasses. That oh, he would I do wear. remember Gunther Cunningham. Yes, if you're a coach in this league, you need a hook to stick around. Because there's no reason that there's not some young guy. Not, not true. Not true. Matt Patricia with that stupid pencil, a grease
1: pencil, and the and the play sheet that didn't that didn't work out well for him. Okay,
0: is he is Matt Patricia coaching right now? Yes, he is. I think he's back with the Patriots. Oh yeah, uh, he's a senior football advisor. For the Patriots, well, he's talk about he, a star who fell star that yeah, star that yeah. fell far, yeah.
1: Well, he he also has something a lot of coaches don't have though.
0: A what? An assault. His whiteness. His, his, his whiteness. Oh, Uh-oh. oh, here <laughs> yeah, we go. That's right. You oh, know I'm starting it. I'm starting it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Poor Eric Bieniemy. We gotta hire this guy. Let's get no, him hired don't. this cycle. What do you mean? No, no we, don't? we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> Eric Bambie's got it, some real interesting background to him that could be problematic in today's yes. Me Too era. You know? Yes,
1: he does have some charges on the docket. Yes, that is true. But it's funny, Danny Smith will never get fired because the team he well, works for is they don't fire is coaches. The, is the, but they also came up with the Rooney Rule. How do they keep this guy employed? I, they I can't get, fire but they can't find a black guy to do stupid shit. On special teams. I, I,
0: yeah, I I don't know. I th- I think this white black. That's one issue, but the more pressing issue is you can't tell me there's not a 34 year old bright football coach itching to be the special teams guy. There has to be. You're you, David.
1: The, it, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach. By the way, you want to if you ever go to a uh, a John Harbaugh presser needle him about being a special
0: teams coach oh. he does not like
1: he does okay. not like
0: that when you say but but here if i'm the owner of an nfl team and my head coach says i want to hire danny smith as our special teams coach i'd say why well I'm he's, a, lo- he's a lot ex- he's had a lot of he's had a lot of experience yeah. in the league and i'm like it's special teams with the rules now it's way less than a third of the game. It would never really was a third of the game. Nobody returns kicks anymore. And what are you going to do? I said, I would say to my coach, you can hire anyone you want under 40, but I'm not hiring your buddy who's 64 because he needs a job. Fuck that. Hire a young guy because then we might have some real brain talent coming up through the ranks. I agree 190% you. with you. Thank you. 190. Is that a rough figure? Or is that is that precise? I came up with that on the spot. Okay.
1: Doesn't, Matt doesn't add up on that one? No? Uh,
0: okay. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Why is baseball terrible? You baseball's have the number terrible. one reason why baseball currently is not what it should be. Well, baseball is
1: not terrible, but baseball has been overrun on one thing. And I... Uh, General managers now make out the lineup cards because, and I and I and I love this kid. He was one of my favorite interns. But people like Goldie's little brother, who are in the front oh. offices, oh.
0: they're the ones and, that make the lineup card based on their yes. their analytic yes. matchups and everything yes. else. Yeah. And
1: that is not. I I don't care what you you check. Tra- and I remember Galdi and I would go back and forth about numbers. And I would tell him, Galdi, baseball is not about numbers. Baseball is about feel. And you can, when, to this day, when has Moneyball won a World Series? The team with the highest payroll has won a World Series, yeah. like the Red Sox, using a little bit of Moneyball things. But when you outspend someone else with the most talent, nine times out of ten, you're going to win. The Oakland A's have how many championships in their uh, case
0: for money? None. Thank you. But they're, they're th- working on a shoestring. I mean, what they, they've they done is a minor miracle. Still haven't won shit wise <laughs> aid
1: because they don't have – it's not about the X's <laughs> okay. and the O's. It's about
0: the, the Jimmy's and, and the Os. Right. Well, let and me baseball
1: tell you. is terrible because there's some guy from Princeton or Yale or Brown – or MIT who right he's making out a lineup card for somebody who's been a lifer in baseball, telling him because you have to play this guy against this guy yeah. and this it, it's just and, and another thing, pitchers, no we will never see a pitcher go seven innings in a playoff game. And we saw well, a guy get, he got taken out, Zane. He was pitching a perfect game.
0: I, well, I, not a perfect game. He was a no-hitter. He walked a, a lot of guys. no-hitter, I'm sorry. But, was, but, but here's dirty, the thing. He has a dirty no-hitter. I know. Here's the, here's the thing. There, there's a lot of inefficiency that is being wrung out of baseball. I mean, you could argue that the Starting bullpen, pitching well, is the
1: inefficiency now, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, using using more bullpen guys is probably more efficient. Why would you let them sit rotting in the bullpen if they've got an inning to give you of really electric stuff with nobody having seen it. You know, that's the seeing guys the third time around that I think people, you know, pretty much figured out was a bad idea if you can avoid it, unless you've got a stud ace who is really dealing. By the way, you sound like the guy that spent the the entirety of the movie, Trouble with the Curve, calling Amy Adams a bitch. Does that sound right? <laughs>
1: You bitch! You I know you're hot,
0: but God damn it, you're, you're the saying, one's problem with baseball. Listen to the old man who can't even see, but he's but he listening to he how the, cr- the curve. <laughs> he can hear. <laughs> he can, he can yeah. hear the ball come off the bat. And he's like that guy's yeah. gonna be good.
1: That <laughs> guy's good. his hands. His hands drifted.
0: I heard it. That movie is a really sneaky good baseball movie, in my it's got opinion.
1: 80- because it's got Amy Adams in it. That's yeah. why. Okay. Who, is oh.
0: in, who, is, who is in my starting rotation. Fuck yeah, she's in my starting rotation. I don't use that as a excuse. I use it as a feature. It's like, why is ice cream gay? great? It's got ice cream in it. That's why it's <laughs> great. <laughs> but what about the sprinkles? What about the sauce? Yeah, yeah it's got that. <laughs> but Amy Adams. Boom. Done. And she wears a ball cap in the movie, which is enough to just make oh. me go Lonely Island jizz in my pants.
1: I'm going to throw another zabe. I don't know about you, but just my teeny just went whoop.
0: Heart. I know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got to get a way to get the phone caller on with my soundbite machine where I can just hit the buttons because that's a, a known defect in the current setup of my podcast. I apologize for that. All right, let's they, move on. It's put a quarter in me. I can play 95%. I of know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving right along. I said to you in a text, I said, it appears Jay that Megan V stallion <laughs> has a Popeye's commercial. Yeah. We need to discuss. I'm here to report that she has more than just a commercial. For Popeyes, where she's a seen, campaign. where she has been seen prancing sexily into the camera with a blistering orange uh dress on showing her ample cleavage to match the iconic Popeyes orange colorway of the franchise, but she's got her own sauce. Yes. It's yes. hottie sauce with her Megan V. Stallion autograph on it. Now, if that's not the pinnacle. Of American pop culture endorsement success I don't know what is I I think I texted you back
1: in my voice of Josh Baskin from the movie Big yeah I don't
0: get it <laughs> Why not you don't think Megan V stallion is uh, good okay. for moving product at Popeyes?
1: you're talking to a guy and I've said this before i grew up in an era where these females in hip-hop weren't whores or ex strippers who somebody wrote their lyrics for them and they yeah. became big they you're playing Megan Thee Stallion.
0: name that song i, I have no idea cause yeah I, you she, do i do, I do not liar don't stop just- featuring young thugs well.
1: Mouth, no idea. So tight. When we Seriously. Talk, how no, get, say what's that's, you, not that's not lyrics. That's not lyrics. <laughs> oh, gee.
0: Oh, my bad words there. How no, about.
1: I, I I grew up with Queen Latifah, MC Light, Roxanne Shantae, people who had actual lyrics. <laughs> Talking about your pussy for four minutes is not a lyrical flow. But again, it's not made for me. So I. Little I don't even like little Kim that much. Because okay. again, it's pussy rap, as I like to say. And okay. that's not
0: enticing to that, me. That, yeah, no, I hear you on that. But it's a it's a bold move by Popeyes that shook yes. up the chicken sandwich game you know, <laughs> three years ago.
1: <laughs> now, here it would be a boss move if Ooh, I just thought of this one too. If our favorite chicken place of all time said, you know what? We're going to double down and get Adele.
0: Oh, Ooh. my. So wait, who, who, who would get Adele? What rival chicken place? Who's the best chicken place on Earth, Abe? I thought it was Popeye's. It's not. No. KFC? KFC?
1: Who's not open on Sunday? Oh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-a. <coughs> so
0: oh, yeah. Chick-fil-a. Chick-fil-a, Chick-fil-A with Adele would be right on brand. No question yes. about it. However... By the way, they dating don't, rich, yeah. rich Paul, by the way. I know. I like I it. Know. I
1: know. mean, yeah. by the way, and, and so if you're Adele's ex-boyfriend who he had her when she wasn't at her current fighting weight, how right. pissed are you?
0: Yeah, you're <laughs> like, fuck. She's worth yes. billions, and now she lost 100 pounds. God damn yes. it. Ugh. Yeah.
1: But if, but if Chick-fil-A got Adele... That would be a chicken war, because okay. everybody loves Adele. Who doesn't like Adele?
0: Well, Adele's nice, but here's your option. You go on a date, dinner dinner and sex with Adele, or dinner and sex with Megan Thee Stallion.
1: We don't know what Adele's got in her bag of tricks.
0: Well, you got to imagine. So I believe, I, I believe dinner and sex with Adele would be at a very nice upscale restaurant where she eats a tiny salad and drinks... <laughs> perrier
1: and it's probably or,
0: one or two inputs max or or you bring home a, a six piece on the couch with megan V stallion and her sauce and you just mm, you go to town on that chicken and then she's like baby whatever you want bitch uh megan the stallion probably burps <laughs> And and drinks a forty, along with her chicken. You know, Adele, me, De- I'm taking Adele. Okay, I'm taking Adele. Okay, she, Adele would taste like garlic and salad, whereas uh, Megan <laughs> the Stallion would taste like her sauce. Popeye chicken sauce. Pickles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, this, this something this might to by ponder. the way this might get this this podcast canceled. By the way,
0: oh, no. What are you talking about? Cancel. We're talking about fictional dates with the breaking uh, down Adele versus <laughs> Megan this nobody
1: else. The tail of the tape.
0: Tail of ding, the ding. tape. <laughs> I mean, if you brought home a big thing of Popeyes, would Megan the Stallion be super happy? Would she be like, All right, baby, way to go? Probably, right? She'd be happy about that. She endorses it. Maybe she doesn't need it. What's her fitness regimen? I mean, Megan the the Stallion is thick. I mean, she's got to watch what she eats too, to a certain degree. She's got to stay healthy. Public figure, just saying.
1: I'm sticking with my Adele. I'm right. taking
0: Adele. Fair enough. Did you see, by the way, her, was it with Oprah or 60 Minutes? Yeah. Special it's on a, her?
1: It, no, and it's coming did, on
0: next week. Oh, it's right. It's, it's next week. They're promoting it. She's doing a special concert or did a special concert up at the Griffith Observatory, which is a spectacular landmark in LA for a limited audience out there.
1: I liked Adele when she was a little heavy.
0: I thought she was cute.
1: Okay. So Adele now at, at one ten at a okay. at a
0: welterweight is even better. And a lot of a lot of public women are not too happy about it. They're like, Hey, hey, listen, you're not making it good for us. Body acceptance means I don't want to get on the treadmill. I don't want to go to the gym. Wait, you know who
1: else lost a lot of weight? Who? Um, Rebel Wilson.
0: No way. How does Still, she look? At,
1: well, as I like to say, losing weight doesn't help the face. Oh, yeah, but Rubber Wilson lost like a hundred pounds now. Seventy-seven
0: pound weight loss. And she's not attractive to me, but hey, somebody uh, loves her. I don't know, man. I think she. No, I think. He, I think her face. You're going to try better. to talk yourself into that one. I think her face is better than you think. Wow, that's okay. That's
1: okay. I, I I can't I can't co-sign on that one. Okay. I'm sorry.
0: All right, that's fine. Uh, meanwhile, you said you wanted to talk about the Elton John and Little Nas X commercial. You don't get again. It. I don't get it. Why
1: is this a thing? I, and I'm not again. People, you're it's homophobic. It's for Uber no, Eats. I don't get. It's no comedy. I just want someone to go. Why is this a thing? And by the way, well, I love Elton John.
0: I think I just it's, don't. I think it's an odd couple thing where you're supposed to go, Oh, hey, look, it's such an odd pairing. Oh Elton okay, John that- and Little Nas X, both men are gay. Good for them. But they're I just but they're on such opposite ends of the musical spectrum, are they not?
1: One is uber talented and the other one's
0: not. <laughs> is that El- Elton John <laughs> is fucking phenomenal? Um, you you saw you saw the uh, movie Rocket Man, right?
1: I did. It was. wasn't that great. From what? Better or worse
0: than the one about Freddie Mercury?
1: Oh, um, Romy Malik who played—that was the best ever
0: performance of a no. What was it? No, that? What true. was that? What was that's the movie not- about? What was the movie about Queen? Oh, Queen. It was Queen. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. but I said it, he was the best. He did the best performance I've ever
0: seen. No, he was phenomenal. But. I I thought they were were both good in their own way. I don't really rank one over the other. I I appreciated the telling of Elton John's troubled Jamie
1: Jamie Foxx Ray is the greatest ever. He was Ray Charles.
0: You close your eyes. I haven't seen that one. I need to. Jesus
1: Christ. What?
0: You know, you piss me off with the shit you haven't seen.
1: (laughs) God (laughs) damn it. I'm
0: working on it, man. Jeez. (laughs)
1: the wire ray have you seen the movie called the godfather i know you have because i gave it to you yes jesus christ
0: i'm still working on the new shoes documentary
1: Maybe I, I can't, can't wait, wait. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. Oh, 50 bucks if you can name the lead singer from new shoes
1: oh you would get your 50 i have no idea no idea. but you
0: knew the reference to the song well, oh my yes yeah great yeah uh, this song for what this song hit for me. I have no idea why.
1: Baby,
0: Great release.
1: By the way, coming home, I'm glad you brought up something from the 80s. So I am listening to the 80s on serious. Yeah. And the and the song from level 42, Something About You. I then oh. said this this might be the greatest song of the 80s. Hands down. It's got everything.
0: Uh, By the way, Valerie Day is the chick in New Shoes. There's something about this song that just sits in the cut real nice.
1: It's a great song.
0: And this song was played on Black Radio. I remember that. Really? Yes. So something about you was by who? Level 42. Oh, I, I, I said I think this is the
1: greatest song this and Come On Eileen, the greatest 80s songs ever written.
0: Really? What was so good about, and I agree, something about you is a great song. What's so good about it? That it comes out and hits you right like this? Yes! Yes! Bassline! Oh, uh, come on. You ain't listen at that
1: bass.
0: This David Five wouldn't kicked ass at this yeah. at the Reston Community Center. <laughs> <laughs> at the mclean community center yeah, whatever <laughs> northern virginia it's both sweet hopeful nostalgic and just the right blend of all the feels this song this song is great for you amateur video editors if you want to do a montage like a graduation <laughs> montage you throw some pictures over this it will absolutely slap at a graduation party mark my
1: words now, now is this better than come on eileen
0: I never felt it on Come On Eileen, but I, I respect your preferences. Here we go, ramp up, spill into the chorus. Those diamond dreams—they can't disguise the truth that there is oh. something about you, baby, so right. Right, I wouldn't yeah. be without you, baby, you. tonight. Love song. Tonight.
1: Wait a minute. which one of your friends plays bass? With—is it Ron Thomas? Is he a
0: bassist? No, he's who, a DJ. Who plays?
1: Who plays uh, well, bass? I well, know.
0: well, uh, uh, sadly, uh, Scott Bradshaw died in a car crash in high school. He was one of our bassists. Well back in the day um but also we had chris knots who played bass um we also had i forget who else played bass along the way i'd have to ask my boy Alan Abbasi he would know but mostly Chris maybe, Knotts. May,
1: I, maybe i'm thinking of alibi maybe
0: no Alan Al nabasi was- played guitar chris Knotts, <coughs> uh k-n-o-t-t-s played bass did you and then i stopped you playing the- in a band
1: were you the drummer who could also sing like the guy from the Romance? No, no, there's one like song you? No, there's one song <laughs> I
0: sang on. It was not this. <laughs> the only song I got to sing back up on was Jenny. 8675. Yes. Yeah, I, say, I got to sing the phone number, and that was it. That was the only thing that I was deemed to not be able to fuck up with some backing vocals, the goddamn phone number. <laughs> All right. I think I think once a visit with you and I, we need to just go through a great song. In fact, if you would like to nominate a great song for Jay and I to talk over and talk about as to why it's a great song, I'll make sure to send the suggestions by Jay so that – if Jay really likes the song, you know, we don't want to do a song which Jay doesn't know or I don't know or we don't like. We have to mutually all like the song.
1: Yeah, anything by Foreigner? No. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate Foreigner.
0: All right, I oh, have no God. idea why that is. Okay. Uh, look at the time. My God, we've had a good time here, but we're not here for a long time. So let's get to our closing finish. FTG. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Ha ha, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do
1: you got? Coming in under the gun, last night I'm watching uh, Sunday Night Football and Tarico and Drew Brees are talking about uh, the injury to Jameis Winston and Tarico trying to be funny, goes, (laughs) Drew, is your phone ringing? And Drew Brees looks at his phone and goes, it's on silent. It's not on. I'm like, go fuck yourself, Drew Brees. Because uh, if they called uh, you tonight, you uh, would be you know, you'd be in New Orleans as before the sun went down. So go fuck
0: yourself, <laughs> Drew Brees. Wow, that's some hot fire right there. He won. You know, Drew Brees is still a whore for playing football. Come on. Yeah, it's a. I guess that's a little bit of a humble lie, right? Yeah, okay. Yes. Very much so. Yes. All right. My fuck you goes collectively to the NFL owners and Roger Goodell who are pushing out some of the most bullshit lies about this Washington football team non-report. Oh, we can't because uh, we can't redact the names. I'm like, the fuck you can't get some black ink and Black it out. I've seen government reports <laughs> where entire pages are redacted. That's true. Give myself. Yeah, get whatever you can out and shut the fuck up with this. We can't do this. It's just such an absolute monster truck of lies. It's enough to make you crazy. But they're NFL owners. They pay Roger Goodell a shit ton of money. $128 million for a guy who's incompetent, can't speak in public, has a little soft, mousy voice, and would not be hired by another company in America to run it. Fuck Goodell, fuck the owners. All right, that felt good right there. Jay, <laughs> as always, a, a wonderful run. Thank you for your time, and we will see you next week. As you like to say, though, can be a
1: bye-bye
0: now. Let's end on this. They're building a student prison at my alma mater, UC Santa Barbara, in the news. Thank you for sending me this article. I would have not have seen it otherwise. I don't really have a lot to do with the old alma mater, good old, the good old Harvard of the West, hard off of the coasts and the the coast and the cliffs of Goleta, California. UC Santa Barbara. Goleta is the smaller town just north of Santa Barbara proper. It's where the campus is. Headline, Warren Buffett's billionaire partner bankrolls windowless dorm An architect quit. Charlie Munger is the billionaire partner for one Warren Buffett, and he is bankrolling the design of a massive dormitory at the University of California, Santa Barbara. He is putting up $200 million of his own to build this thing. Oh, well, that's nice of him. He's he's building a, a, a whole uh, dorm for $200 million. Oh, no, 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 no. The whole project costs $1.5 billion. But it comes with a catch. The $200 million he's donating for the $1.5 billion billion-dollar project, which seems insanely expensive, is that the dorm has 94% of the single occupancy rooms in the interior of the building, and they have no windows. A consulting architect on the university's Design Review Committee quit in protest of the project in a resignation letter obtained by CNN Business and reported to the Santa Barbara Independent. Said architect Dennis McFadden, quote, the basic concept of Munger Hall as a place for students to live is unsupportable from my perspective as an architect, a parent, and a human being. While the, roof, while the dorms themselves don't have windows, the exterior of the building does, which lets in natural light into the communal living spaces. Well, la-di-da on that UCSB's campus is located off cliffs overlooking the Pacific Ocean. It has its own be- has has its own beach. Yes, it's spectacular. The beachfront location is an integral part of campus culture and identity, and Munger Hall does not reflect this, says McFadden, the uh, the dissenting architect. Even the rooftop courtyard looks inward, and may as well be on the ground in the desert. As on the 11th floor of the coast of California, how do you fuck up a rooftop that's right next to the ocean? Apparently, this guy Munger did. In addition to being Warren Buffett's right-hand man, Munger is an amateur architect. He has no formal education in the field. Not dissuade, Munger said, well, architecture's a field where tastes vary, and everyone thinks he's an expert. And no two architects ever agree On anything. I'm looking at a rendering of the dorm and it looks as bland as can be. Sort of a washed out oak wood paneling with drawers and a slim twin bed, a light over the bed, uh, a fake window, more on that in a second, a bookshelf, and a desk to study at. And it looks like it's about 8 feet by 12 feet max. Oof! (laughs) Munger is the vice chairman of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, and like I said, he donated $200 million to fund the $1.5 billion deal, but the caveat was that his designs had to be followed down to the letter. He wanted the dorms to be tiny and windowless to encourage residents to spend more time outside in the common areas, meeting other students. As for the vision of the single donor, the building is a social and psychological experiment with an unknown impact on the lives and personal development of the undergrads at the university for which it serves, wrote McFadden, the dissenting architect. Uh, The committee for UCSB said, while the bedroom may be just good enough, the entirety of the experience makes it exceptional. Our town in the sky, it says. It's our town in the sky. The plan for Munger Hall includes an 11-story building that would provide more than 4,500 beds for undergrads. Let that soak in. 4,500 beds. Each residential floor would have eight houses holding 63 students. There are eight suites in each house, and every suite has eight single occupancy beds, as well as two bathrooms and a common space. Eight kids for two bathrooms. The rooms do have artificial windows, which Munger says resemble the Disney cruise ships and their artificial portholes, where starfish come and wink at your children. I guess they're video portholes on a Disney cruise ship. I've never been on one. Not going to be on one. McFadden wrote in his letter of resignation that the population density of Munger Hall would be slightly lower than a portion of Dhaka, Bangladesh. Bangladesh one of the most densely populated cities in the world. And there's only two points of entry and exit. The project is essentially the student life portion of a mid-sized university, campus in a box. Munger Hall is an experiment in size and density with no precedent in student housing at that scale. Now here's the hook. UCSB, like other universities, is facing a housing crisis. The Daily Nexus reported in August, hey, that's my former student paper. That UCSB ran out of spaces in university housing and had a wait list of over a 1,000 students who were searching for a place to live. This is not Munger's first venture, though, into dorm architecture. The Munger graduate residences residences at the University of Michigan follows a similar concept. The high-density dorm, which also has a mostly windowless bedroom scheme, was funded by a $110 million gift by Munger. Oh, did I mention that this guy, Charlie Munger, is 97 years old? (laughs) Hey, man, where are you living? I'm living in a dorm with no windows to the outside. 4,500 of us in here. And designed by a 97-year-old billionaire who put up less than 20% of the total cost. But insisted that we do it his way. Yay! I can reflect on my experience at San Nicholas dormitory right there next to the lagoon on campus at UC Santa Barbara, the Harvard of the West freshman year, fall of 1986. I had a tuft of hair, a gleam in my eye and a 32 inch waist. I was going to take the world by storm. My roommate, Phil Bode, B-A-U-D Bode, uh, Nice guy, quiet guy. We had a tiny-ass dorm room. It was the last one on the end on the fifth floor. And it wasn't any better than this. It was even worse probably than the rendering I saw because we had to share it with Phil. (laughs) Single bed, just very limited paneling. And I, I think we had a window, but I don't ever remember looking out of it. It was actually over in Phil's side of the room. But here's the catch. We did spend time, most of our time, all of our time outside the dorm rooms with friends on the dorm and everyone else because there was a beach volleyball court right below the dorms in the crook of the L of the shape of the outline of the building with a nice grass area and really good sun until about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And holy shit, did we spend every day down there just hanging out freshman year. It was glorious. But we did that. Because there is no electronic devices in 1986. In fact, if we had to go watch any sports, uh, I went to go see, I went to watch the World Series with John Peterson, who was on our dorm. And we went out, we went down to the common area because there was a common lounge with one TV in it. And we had to make sure to get there early so we could command the TV. And we watched the World Series on that. I imagine that in a dorm like this in today's age, where the Wi-Fi, I'm sure, is fantastic and the Wi-Fi speeds are phenomenal, even with 4,500 people crammed in there, what are kids going to do today? They're going to be holed up in their single-room dormitory on their fucking devices, on the internet, not socializing, and getting their heads even more fucked up than they were coming into college. But maybe it'll work. Who knows? Who knows? I'm just a 97 years old. You're 97 and you're a billionaire and this is all you can afford to fork over. Pay for the whole goddamn thing. Munger asshole. If you want to design it yourself, pay for the whole 1.5 bill. Kind of want to go see it though. When it's done, let me know. Haven't been back to campus in forever. We'll see if I go. Thanks for listening. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Spread the word, rate and review as always, and we will see you next time. When I gamble, I always look for a way to get an edge. You do too. Well, at my bookie, they double your first deposit. Boom, there's your edge. You start with a huge leg up. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo. Sign up now, and your first deposit bonus with MyBookie has you off and running. That will kickstart a winning season. This weekend, lay the points maybe with Arizona. Can they bounce back from their loss to Green Bay? How about the top offenses in the league and the Titans and the Rams going toe-to-toe Sunday night? You want to smash the over or play the other way and go under? Don't just take my word for it. Head to MyBookie and sign up now using promo code ZABE to get your money doubled and start winning today. Remember, good friends don't let friends gamble alone and without an edge. So get your buddies signed up at MyBookie, and you can receive a 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem, so all of your friends can join the party at MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.